0: Hello, hello, hey up, what's up, what's good, que cosa sucede? ni hao, welcome to the Any Given Runway show, I'm your host, Randall Carlton Green, Any Given Runway celebrates the exploration of new cultures by highlighting some of the most interesting, intellectual, and artistic people in the world, everyone has a story, each person a scholar, fantastic episode for you today, with an incredible guest, Dutch entrepreneur, animal rights activist, pilot. Podcast host, and just an amazing woman overall, Kate Braug joins the show. I've been anxiously awaiting the chance to talk with Kate, particularly because of her nonstop energy and her insatiable desire to learn and her limitless ambition. She's involved in many different projects and is driven by her desire to learn from those around her. Kate's fashion company, Anna in Bhutan, was inspired by her own trip to that country. Anna in Bhutan is a high-end ethical fashion company based in New York City. The women artisans in Bhutan and the beauty of their colorful hand-woven textiles immediately captured Kate's heart, and she wanted to share that magic with the rest of the world. Anna in Bhutan supports women artisans in Bhutan who hand-weave and dye the textiles with earth-friendly methods. The wearable products are designed by Kate and are meticulously handwoven by the talented Bhutanese weavers. Following that, they are blessed by high-ranking lamas of the Buddhist faith. Kate launched her second business in 2018, Cosmo's Own which is a unique eco-friendly line of feline products whose mission is to ban the unethical act of declawing. Kate's created own Following the wake of petitions, she started against the inhumane decline of cats. Declawing traditionally involves the amputation of each toe's last bone, which, if performed on a human, would be the equivalent of cutting off a finger at the last knuckle. Now, being a cat lover and a cat owner herself, something I deeply appreciate, Kate felt strongly about the cause and personally launched a petition to ban declawing in New York State. The petition eventually received almost 200,000 signatures, and two months later resulted in the practice being banned in New York. During her petition work, Kate realized she had an opportunity to create a company that can sell durable cat products, all the while promoting healthy nails and claws. Kate also donates a portion of each sale to fight declawing in other states. She launched Cosmo's Own, named after her own gorgeous pet Cosmo, and have been selling products ever since. Kate is also host of the podcast, The Pivotal Moment. With tens of thousands of subscribers, she publishes a new interview each month with a successful female entrepreneur and thought leader. They discuss the successes and mistakes and explore the challenges and barriers that they've had to overcome. Kate was born and raised in Amsterdam and performed near the top of her class academically while studying in a special section focused on classical studies, including obtaining written fluency in both Latin and ancient Greek. At the same time, Kate also developed a lifelong passion for dance particularly for contemporary ballet, a passion that she eventually pursued both academically at university and then professionally in Amsterdam, London, and New York. During her time performing in London, Kate also pursued a graduate journalism degree from the London School of Journalism, receiving her LSJ degree in 2018. Three spectacular endeavors, but Kate would not stand on ceremony and chose another goal to pursue. During her first trip to Bhutan, she had the thrill of being a passenger in a small aircraft landing at one of the most challenging airports in the world, Filled with wonder at the skill, focus, and discipline of the pilot on whose decisions they all depended, Kate then and there decided she wanted to learn how to fly, and after much study and practice, she recently qualified as an FAA pilot. Kate boasts quite a hearty resume, and for me, I deeply respect the distinct assortment of activities in which she chooses to pursue. Like I mentioned earlier, it's her desire to learn and her eagerness to tap into the thought of those around her that makes her stand out. An amazing woman. One of my favorite talks on the year. Let's go ahead and bring on diverse entrepreneur and more importantly, parent of Cosmo the Cat, Kate Braug, and let's learn. I'm really excited to talk to you because you're, you're incredibly busy with several different projects, including the first one I want to talk about was Cosmo's Own. So what is Cosmo's Own and why is it important to you?
1: Um, Right, so uh, I have a cat called Cosmo, (laughs) hence the name, Um, and when I got this cat, um, I first got the wrong kitten, and that kitten was declawed, and I didn't, at that point, I wasn't really busy with what declawing really was, but I saw this kitten, fell in love with it, and then saw that it was really, it really had this odd behavior, you know, it wanted to scratch, it wanted to grab things, but couldn't, was falling off things, so it was really sad, and Eventually, I figured out that it was declawed and that they sent me the wrong kitten. They sent the kitten to, you know, that was meant for someone else. So I sent it back and then sent mine and then got mine. Um, And I just started thinking about the practice and thought, wow, it's incredible that this practice is legal in the US and legal in New York, because in Holland, it isn't. Um, So I started a petition, kind of more out of passion than anything else. I didn't really expect um, anything to happen. And um, started the petition, and a day later, a couple days later, we had 100,000 signatures. And that grew um, up to about, you know, almost 200,000 signatures. And the idea is when you start a petition, when you're over 100,000, you can send it in to the government. And that's what I did. And after two months, uh de-cloing was banned in the state of New York. So that was really great <laughs> and unexpected. And then I decided, look, I just want to set up something because I'm quite entrepreneurial and I want to, you know, I have a lot of energy and I want to do a lot of things. So I wanted to set up a store with cat scratchers where part of the profits would go to figuring out how to ban this practice in other states of the US too. So that's how it was born.
0: Ah, it's fantastic as a cat person, I love it before I ask the next questions about all the different things you're working on i'm I'm curious about your own energy and work ethic. The fact that you're involved in so many different things. is this something that's natural to you? you've always been like that, or did you develop this work ethic over time?
1: Um, it was always like that I mean, first, to be honest, first, the focus was on one thing, so I did contemporary ballet since okay. I was very young, so and all my focus was on dance, but it was some kind of super focus right i was I lived, breathed ate, dance. that was it. Um, so I've always had that focus, but I was always also always interested in other facets of life and I figured that dance it felt a little bit limited because you're always in a, in one studio for enough you perform but I just wanted more right and I wanted to do things with my brain too so I think it's the energy for it has always been there doing many things at the same time not so much that came over time but the energy has always been there
0: and it's not just that you're busy a lot of people are busy but you're busy in areas that are completely different and it's unique and I love it. It's one of the things I love so much about you. Mm -hmm. One of the other things you work on is your fashion company and it's Anna in Bhutan. So what inspired its creation and can you talk more about the company?
1: Right, so Anna in Bhutan is an ethical fashion company in uh, New York. It's also going to branch out into teas soon, so not just a fashion company anymore. But this started when, I'll just start at the beginning. It started when I inadvertently ended up on a trip to Bhutan because my friend was supposed to go um, uh, and have a reunion in Bhutan with her school. And a couple of days before she went, um, she heard that she couldn't go because her parents were sick. So she had to go to Spain to go with them, but everything was already prepaid. So she asked me, oh, do you want to go? and I had to pause for a, and think for a second because obviously, you know, I didn't know these people and um, they've known each other since they were five years old. So yeah. what am I going to do there? But that was such a beautiful opportunity that I thought I need to do this. Um, so I went there um, and Bhutan is one of the most inspiring places that you'll ever be. If you ever have the chance of going, go, <laughs> anyone who's listening, go, you know, um, it's quite an investment and it's far away, but it's a, beautiful place. Um, it has a lot of very unique things that other countries in the world doesn't have. For example, um, it's very compassionate. It's a completely Buddhist country. So um, people are compassionate, uh, mostly vegan, or at least they're, they're not allowed to kill, to kill animals. Um, it's the only carbon negative country in the world they measure the government measured its gross national happiness rather than the gross national product so that's a beautiful yeah so it's a happiness country and you can really feel it when you're there and i'm not that i mean i like energy but i'm not um i'm not incredibly spiritual so something doesn't just hit me like that but when i landed as soon as i got out of the plane it hit me and then during one of the trips we went to see uh, women weavers mm-hmm. And we entered this uh, weaving space and I, the, the group was sort of wandering off somewhere else and I went into this room and there was this group of women and they were humming and weaving and it was such a beautiful cadence and they were just, it was inc- incredibly impressive. And right then and there, I saw the fabrics, I saw the women, I felt the energy and I thought, okay, this is what I want to bring back to the US or to the West. So that's where Anand Bhutan was born.
0: What a great place for her to be born. I mean, any place that, has a gross national happiness.
1: I know, I
0: know, I know, it's incredible. The pivotal moment to your podcast, what can listeners of the show expect?
1: Um, so, again, you know, I started these two companies uh, with an art background, so not a business background. My family are, everyone in my family are either artists or they do something with their hands. A couple of people are nurses, but nobody really does business, right? So, I found that founding these two companies, I had to learn everything from scratch and I did have mentors, but they were mostly male. Mm -hmm. So I really found it difficult to find female mentors in my, you know, as entrepreneurs or successful, powerful women, because they weren't in my group. Mm -hmm. So I thought I'm going to set myself a goal, which is that I want to speak to 100 of the most powerful and inspiring women in New York women entrepreneurs, but also now it's actually branching out because there's going to be a really exciting guest, um, on March 4th, um, which I'm going to say something about that. So, um, I started this podcast to learn myself and then I thought, you know what, I want to have these conversations anyways. Why don't I make this available to other women? Because I also started a networking group online and I really found that these conversations, the women that I was speaking to could benefit from, what people who've already invented the wheel mm-hmm.
0: um, had to say. So, You're incredibly driven. You're very goal-oriented. And another thing you picked up is becoming pilot certified. Yes. I'm curious, what does that taught you about yourself? Once you got up there and were able to fly, what, what did you learn about yourself in just the entire process? Because it's, it's got to be incredibly rewarding.
1: Definitely. I never thought I would ever fly a plane. <laughs> never. Um, I also didn't know anyone who flew a plane. So it was kind of, you know, in my family at least. Um, so I never really expected it. And I think start, getting my certification and getting my license, what I learned about myself, I learned a lot about myself as a person, but also um, as a leader, as an entrepreneur. And right now I'm uh, working on writing articles where I see, where I uh, research, and that's also why I interviewed this, these women too, and I'm going to interview some people from aviation too, what um, pilots and entrepreneurs or leaders have in common. As a pilot, you really learn um, really well how to communicate in a clear and precise way. It's essential for a pilot to do that. Um, second of all, you need to really be in command of your, you're the captain of your plane, right? Just like you're the captain of your business and you have to be really confident and um, you really have to own, own the plane because you can do that. So these are, there are a lot of correlations. So there's a lot of things I've learned and apart from that, I just love being in the
0: air. I can only imagine. Throughout the many activities that you do, you need to be calm during the turbulent moments, but you also need to be driven at the same time. It's quite a difficult balance to have at times. So with that, what's your mental health practices that you use during the week to make sure that you're equal to all the different things and emergencies that exist in your life?
1: Right. Um, So I have a couple of things that I discovered over, you know, over the years. Um, things I do to relax I mean I work out right I'm a very sort of um, energetic person and I've been dancing since I was really young so I do Bikram right now I can't do it Bikram yoga but indoor I still practice the asanas um, I do uh, I swim a lot I run um, I make sure that I'm fit I still dance a lot too and um, I also want to make sure that I'm alone enough you know because I feel that you can only grow when you also have you know, an internal dialogue going on. And sometimes it's difficult when you meet with a lot of people all the time that um, that dialogue might be you know, silenced a little bit. So I make sure that I'm, I have my alone time. I love taking baths, <laughs> long, long baths. <laughs> um, and what else do I do? Yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily... I mean, I've been talking about meditation a lot with people. And I don't really do that. I'm interested in exploring it. I was raised Catholic, so that is in my that is kind of in my DNA. Although at this moment I'm not really practicing, right? Um, but I don't spiritually. I I haven't really done that, explored that much. But I think it's also about clearing your mind, right? And that's also something I get from, and I always got through dance, and now I get through exercise as well. Or when I swim, you know, yesterday I did one kilometer of swimming, and I just, you just empty your mind. And maybe that's also some sort of meditation. Maybe I'm already doing it in a sense, you know, wow. but just not calling a coddling and meditation.
0: So. I, think, I really think you are, because I think, like you said, the dance, I think even times when you're flying is meditation, because when you're up there, you're not thinking about. Stresses and individual pressures, you're simply focused on activity. What do you think, with all the different activities you've been a part of and through travel and all the different people you've met, what do you think for you personally, what's the biggest lesson you've learned over the last year?
1: Um, Over the last year, no, actually, I want to say, um, you know, just keep on going because this last year has been a little bit tumultuous, right? To say the least, (laughs) it's been a crazy year. Um, So keep on going. However, I have to say that I've adopted that philosophy since I was. Quite young so I don't think it's something I realized this past year. I've listened to a lot of podcasts, I've been you know listening to a lot of people um speak. I mean I've done the podcast. So I've learned that I think it's very important to choose who you surround yourself with. I think it's essential that if you want to progress, if you want to learn, if you want to evolve as a person or in work, it's essential to be around people that either want, to, want you to grow too or they want to grow too, mm-hmm. right? So I think, I think that's probably the, lesson, the biggest lessons, a lesson I've learned. Surround yourself with people who want the best for you and not just... People can be very, especially if you're a sensitive person or especially if you are open to people, I think people can very quickly limit you what you what your potential is. So choose the people
0: you hang out with. (laughs) And do you feel that by starting and creating the pivotal moment that that has expanded kind of the influence of people that surround you?
1: Yeah, definitely. And it has, it showed me that there are a lot of, you know, very powerful, successful women. And this doesn't mean that you have to surround yourself with powerful, successful people, but it just means that what I'm trying to say is that um, you can choose the people you have around you because it sometimes feels like we're in a situation where we're just there, you know, we just happen to have gotten there and we don't have any
0: control over who we surround ourselves with, but we do. I think that's a fantastic point Is we have a, we have a choice. We're not just stuck by who our neighbor might be. We, we can find other people to be to. And it
1: can be a little bit hard, but, you know, if you put in the effort to do that, I think it's worth it.
0: I agree. And here we are talking thousands of miles away. We're making it work. Exactly.
1: So You're so... doing it too. So.
0: <laughs> One thing I love about you as well is your cultural diversity. Grew up in Amsterdam, you attended school in London, and now you're in New York City. Three, iconic, three of the best cities in the world, London and Amsterdam, especially for me personally, I love the two of them. I know that every place you've been, you've taken bits and pieces, and it makes up who you are now. So what are the things that you think you've taken from those other cities, and how does it make up Kate now? Right. Um so, so definitely my accent.
1: <laughs> I think I mean it's not you know, it's still a little bit of a Dutch accent, but I think I took a little bit of you know some, some some English, you know, London British accent. Um some American. No, but I think what did I learn or what did I take from different places? Well, Amsterdam is will always be home, so I have that in my heart and you know, that will never go. So I'm happy that I have a place away from where I work, you know, I chose New York because there's no other place where I can be as productive because the energy here is just unlike anywhere else for me personally. But it's nice to have Amsterdam in my heart and in my brain and to be able to go back there when things just get, you know, intense. So that's what I took from those two two places. London I was just very happy in London really. I don't know what I took away from it. I had a lot of friends when I lived there. I was very happy. Um, I guess it was. A f- no, that's not true. I d-
0: I don't know what I took from London, but I loved it there. So. and I know you love all of them, but this might this might be a little more specific. Might be a tough question, but. Mm-hmm favorite food, favorite cuisine experiences in those three cities? <laughs> well, I
1: have to say, we, because we grew up in quite a low-income, I grew up in a low-income family, so we never really went out for dinner. So it's not that we, you know, my mother's food, which is great. It was hearty and it was, you know, comforting. Um, but I never really explored, the, you know, restaurants in Amsterdam. I did in London and I did even more so in New York. So I think the best restaurants in New York, I would say. Love
0: it. Are you a reader? And if so, what have been the most memorable books that you've read recently?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm definitely a reader. I've started to read more this past year. um, And there, you know, I started to read more about um, historical leaders, which I think is very interesting because I think those people, however bad they might have been, you know, these are icons that have changed the world. Right? So for example, Marx, um, Mao, um, even Hitler. Um, so right now I'm reading about those people. <laughs> I'm not necessarily at the moment, I'm not really interested in novels just because I feel like I want to learn, 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 learn. learn. Um, so at this point I'm, yeah, historical leaders are my, uh,
0: my, fav- it's my favorite topic. Brilliant, brilliant.
1: Oh, yeah. And also, one thing I've been reading, um, I've been reading up a lot, especially this last week, which is something I still wanted to say about the the podcast. I have a very interesting guest, <laughs> and her name's Karen Dunn, and she was senior advisor to Hillary Clinton. She uh, did um, the presidential presidential debate prep for Clinton, for Obama, and also for Kamala Harris. Um, so a very it was called sort of the best planet, uh, the best lawyer on this planet. So a very interesting woman. So I've also been reading a lot about um, American government. Fantastic. I, need get,
0: I need to get my facts straight. <laughs> That's it. What can we expect from you? I know you're always working on new things. What can we expect in 2021? What are your future goals, projects, plans?
1: Um, yeah, so working on the pivotal moment. Uh, I also want to talk more with people who are um, in aviation, maybe turn it into a podcast or like a video series. Um, Anna and Bhutan will develop a T, um, so a, a, a line of T's which will be introduced in Holland too. So that's um, exciting. Um, CosmoZone is going to also be opened up in Holland under the name of Pusli. So that's also um, very exciting. And what else? There are a couple more things, but now I can't. I can think of them. There's always just a lot going on. So <laughs>
0: and it's what I admire about you most. Kate, this has been awesome. I love talking to you, I love picking your brain. How can people stay up to date with your life and how can they listen to the podcast?
1: Um, Absolutely. So first of all, you can follow me on Instagram at Kate Brough, B-R-O-U-G. And the podcast is available. It's called The Pivotal Moment with Kate Brough. And it's available on uh, Spotify, Stitcher, um, Apple Podcasts. And you can always go to my website, www.katebrough.com.
0: Lovely. And before I get you out of here, I had one question. You got to answer with one word only. What word best describes standing on top of the New York Stock Exchange bowl and having your photo taken by that? What's one word that describes that time?
1: <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one word. <laughs> um, adrenaline spiking.
0: Okay. Exhilarating. Yeah.
1: Exhilarating. Exactly. That's the right one. Can we do that one?
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm intrigued by you because I think you're always looking to learn. And I think right. that's a great trait for anyone. And I, I admire that so much about that. You're just looking to learn and do new things. And um, that's why I was curious about what you're up for 2021, because I know you're going to continue in all the things you're doing, but I was wondering if there's anything new that you haven't already been doing that you want to add to your, your repertoire, your resume.
1: I mean, there's definitely the, 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 aviation things is a, is a big thing. So I'm now also, I have a, a public speaking event at the university of Buffalo, um, where I'm speaking to a, um, a group of aviators also only already senior pilots and veterans and uh, student pilots and talk about how the skills that they have can be implemented in other facets of their life and this also coincides with the article that um, shows the correlation between pilots and entrepreneurs so I that's something I really the public speaking is something I really want to build out and haven't done that much of yet um, and more videos about people in aviation so I really want to Dive into aviation.
0: Thank you for today. I'm excited to see what's next for you, but um, thank you so much. Thanks, Randall. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Much appreciation to Kate. Wasn't she fantastic? Be sure to follow her on social media. And for more information, check out katebraug.com, B R O U G. I am super excited to see what's next from her. My new book, Curiosity, is currently available on Amazon. Curiosity celebrates the knowledge that strangers have to offer. Everyone has unique expertise and endless wisdom awaits the perpetually curious. Featuring 200 episodes from the Any Given Runway Show, Curiosity explores the diverse lives of athletes, adventurers, and performers. From daring voyages across the Atlantic to unforgettable performances in the West End, Curiosity celebrates the sophisticated thing we call life. Everyone has a story. Each person is a scholar. Thank you for listening. Fill up that passport. I'll see you on the road. Aviento. I'm here live. It's not, I'm not a cat. I can, I can see that.